This is Catalog and Cocktails. Presented by Data.World. Let's uh, move to the lightning round, which is presented by Data.World, the, the data catalog for your successful cloud migration. I'll kick it off. So you mentioned Inman, Kimball. They don't apply perfectly to the modern analytics landscape. Is there a new modeling paradigm that will, that will emerge? Uh, TBD. Uh, I'll say there will be. That, so yes, yeah. I think in the near future. Okay, but Joe said first TBD. Matt said he, first yes. Matt says yes. <laughs> I, prefer, I think it's coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm working on something right now. So we'll talk oh. about it when it's a bit more ready. Yeah, I like that. You'll have to share more as uh, as that keeps evolving. I, I liked yeah. your comment about like, well, how does streaming and some of this other stuff fit in? So I think it's interesting to think about the big yeah, picture. Yeah, this is a clue. Yes. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Um, so second question, um, you both kind of mentioned about data engineering, like as, as the tooling gets easier, as the technology gets more advanced, uh, the data engineering maybe is actually going to disappear potentially as a title or as a role. Um, curious about, you know, we're seeing this rise of analytics engineering and curious to see, you know, do you see this sort of like moving to analytics BI, the business questions, you know, a little bit more of that analytics engineering flavor. Do, do you see that as being a likely successor or a likely shift here? Maybe Matt, if you want to start. Um, what I'll say is that I see kind of a fragmentation of the data engineering role happening. And so maybe that's where the title is going to go away. I think analytics engineers are likely to take over a lot of work done by data engineers right now, especially making sure data is flowing appropriately into the business, into various teams. And then other parts of data engineering will probably either move under ML engineering or get some new title that's like something about ML-oriented data engineering that's a bit more specific. And then you st you're still always going to have these engineering the engineers that work on the guts of systems at Snowflake and Google and such. And so maybe we'll find a new title for them because their job is, is really quite different from what most data engineers are doing. Like, like Joe was saying, we, most data engineers have evolved out of doing that. And yet, if you have these products, then someone has to work on them behind the scenes. Like you need hyper-specialists who are working on these systems. And there's got to be some good title for that. I mean, I don't see analytics engineering as being anything new. It's been around for decades. Yep. What comes around goes around. True yep. enough. Those who don't read our history are doomed to repeat it. Oh, you just come up with different names for stuff, right? Data engineering is the same way. So, <laughs> but yeah. Marketing is fun. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I say we got to be critical, right? We got to be critical. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. I got a next question. Is the best way for a data engineer to learn modeling, data modeling, is, is it a hands-on experience or can reading your book or a book is, uh, do justice? I don't think reading our book is going to teach you data modeling. It will expose you to the concepts. But as, as we point out, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of books out there that uh, like 500, 600 pages long. So <laughs> do the hard work. I would say read the books, but also do it like practice it, right? So. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Joe on this one and say you have to go read the classics and then sort of synthesize them into something that you own through a combination of, of thinking and doing. And hopefully yeah. that story will improve over time where there's more of a guided journey so you don't have to go off on your own quite so much. I mean, it's like reading a book on dating at some point. You, you know, you, you can read books on dating or you can go on <laughs> dates and like so. <laughs> oh, my God. This is perfect, right? Okay, learning data modeling is like learning data, like learning how to go date, right? You can go read the theory, but you got to go practice it.
Yeah, I mean, and please don't like read the game or some stupid book like that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. Don't read the game. Apparently, <laughs> I know guys who have read that book. I'm just, I just sit there, just cringing. I'm like, oh man, it's, it's pretty bad. So, All the secrets. Still single after 12 years. Um, <laughs> uh, All right, last uh, lightning round question here. So, you know, the 2010s kind of saw the rise, especially towards the end of the decade of the data scientist being this like sexy, awesome, critical job. Um, you know, you know, maybe, maybe data engineering longer term is going to disappear or something like that. But in the shorter term, like, is that really actually that sexy, critical job of, of the early 2020s? Is it data engineering? I would say it has been for the last like two to three years. And I think the open question is around economic transformations that we might or not, might not be going through right now. I think that's, we, we've seen a huge talent shortage since maybe at least 2017, 2018, maybe going back further if you include big data engineers. And the question is, do, I, I don't know if we go through a recession or something, does that change the conversation? Maybe it does. Well, I mean, the conversations I'm having with people or, um, you know, cost management comes up a lot, FinOps. And I would say like any data professional engineering or otherwise that uh, understands cost management, um, you, you're going to, you're going to stay employed, hopefully, unless your yeah. company implodes. So, which could also happen. That's a good skill to add to our list here. Yeah, I just oh, added cost right management there. is a huge one. I was a cost engineering like that. The next wave of startups, I think, in the data space are going to be at cost management for cloud yep. uh, tools yep. is so opaque. Yeah, yep. definitely. I mean, the problem is that we there's no proper training for this, and if you kind of came from the previous generation of data engineers, then you were taught performance management. So it's like, how do I optimize more Oracle systems or optimize queries, not cost optimization? It's a different problem. Yeah, and that's when you have to think about people and money and more things, yep. right? And, and that thing changes. This is a what's the ROI, right? Yeah, okay. excellent point. All right, T T T Tim, take us away with takeaways. Go first. All right. So, uh, Matt, you kind of kicked us off with uh, mentioning shiny object syndrome or magpie syndrome when we talked about, you know, where data engineering or data engineers might become very kind of, um, you know, either distracted or very invested uh, from a technology angle around tools. And, you know, I think you, you know, y'all kind of brought up, you know, why did we get into engineering in the first place? It was like being able to do cool stuff with cool technology. And so therefore we're technologists at heart. Like we're, we're interested in this, 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 uh, this discipline of applying technology and, and as technology evolves, that's exciting. And, you know, we want to jump in on the new stuff. And, um, also y'all mentioned about, um, resume driven development and sort of how, you know, as this new tech comes out, uh, we want to take advantage of it, putting it on your resume, whether it's for your own benefit or because employers are looking at that kind of stuff that it becomes, uh, it becomes a focus. Um, and as we adopt new technologies as companies, as enterprises, we, we want to, you know, Oh, we want to implement airflow or something like that. It's okay. Well, let's hire somebody who knows airflow. Right. And, and sometimes it becomes easy to kind of go in that direction or, 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 or uh, you, you're wearing a Coursera shirt, right? Like we can, we can take some courses and we can pick up some new skills. So it is nice how easy it is to do that now. Um, and there's a little bit of this lack of emphasis on um, people and process and, and tech is becoming more and more the easy part. And that leaves open-ended some of the hard stuff, which is more the people in the process stuff. We talked a little bit about history 
right? Looking back to especially the big data, um, uh, you know, Hadoop kind of phase of, of things. And that was a great example of where technology was a big part of the conversation. And as, as we've moved past that phase, now we can kind of look back with, with open eyes 2020 on kind of what it really was. And, you know, it was, it was valuable, but, you know, it was, there, there was a bubble that happened, right? And I think now those who know their history want to see that not happen again in the future. Um, and uh, we talked about, you know, what skills data engineers are really focused on and, and can, you know, get a lot of value from. And some of the ones that we wrote down were um, assessing questions, like really being able to look at questions and, and answer them and, and, and figure out how to answer them. Um, assessing technologies based on business problems. So not just technology for technology's sake, but the apl applicability of technology given the kind of problem that you're trying to solve. Um, and this mention of enterprise data engineering. So, you know, a lot of this activity around modeling, around cataloging, governance, schema, you know, uh, there was a mention about Maslow's hierarchy. Maybe maybe some of the, like, basic blocking and tackling now is being made a lot easier. We're addressing a lot of that stuff, and now we're being able to handle these and focus on some of these things that are a little higher up the hierarchy. So, you know, that's a, I think that's a good thing. Um, and uh, yeah, Juan, what about you? Takeaways. Well, really, yeah, let me continue on the skills one, right? We talked a lot yeah. about data modeling, right? This is something top of mind of all of us right now. Uh, I, I like you said, yeah, you're, you're guesstimating that 20%, only data engineers around only 20% of them know what data modeling is, right? And I think this is, this, and I would agree with you on this. Um, we, we, we really need to kind of update the classic techniques to the modern world of analytics right now. We were talking about how it's this, uh, this science and an art, and there's this stuff that we need to go kind of figure out given the state of today. Um, we need to learn how to go talk to people. Communication is key. Like, where is this happening? Where are you actually teaching this? Like, if you get a computer science degree, you're not, I, I mean, I have a, I did computer science for a long time, no, no communications, uh, but is this happening in MIS or stuff? Like, I think this is a key thing about communication. And one that just came up was cost management. This is a, this is a, maybe focused before performance management, cost management is next. We talk about what's next for data modeling and hey, Joe, just, Put a hint there, right? Is it something about streaming graphs or whatever? So what are the new paradigms on data modeling? Um, something you said that I fully agree with. Data projects don't fail for technical reasons. It's because the data teams are not aligned with the people they need to go serve. So they fail for the people in the process, not for the technology. The whole life cycle of data, right? In the in the early days, it was well understood, right? We had to go bring data, we transform it, we go use it. But I think we've given so much technology right now, it's really distracted us. And we need to go focus on kind of self-actualization of data engineers. And, and now we have cataloging and governance and modeling. So how does this fit in the life cycle of data? Um, we have all these roles where there'll be a consolidation of these roles in the future. Yeah, looks like I think we agree that there could, that there will be. And then finally, we touched about the tabular unstructured data, and it's so hard to pick up the subtleties of, of tabular data. There's, and I think, personally, I think there's a big challenge and future opportunity yeah. there and how much data actually needs to be tabular. One random thing that you said earlier on, I love this. Legacy is a condescending way to refer to something that makes a lot of money. I love that. That I'm going to close with that. Matt, Joe, what, how, how did we do? Anything we missed? That's that's good. This is a great chat. Thank you for having yeah, us on. Fun. All right, yeah. throw it back to you guys. Uh, three questions. What's your advice about data, about life? Uh, who should we invite next? And third, what resources do you follow? People, blogs, newsletters, books. Obviously, go get your book, but what else? Matt, do you want to give the advice part? Yeah, um, I'll actually give some, I'll just give advice for aspiring data engineers. And it goes back to an internal conversation that we had at Turner Data this morning. 
Um, we were talking about lifelong learning and how you really have to be a self-learner and a lifelong learner to su succeed in data engineering. And so going back to the conversation that we were just having about people in process, I feel like if you want to be a successful data engineer, you start by learning the people in process stuff, which hopefully you can learn from our book. Now, this is what I'll tell you. Our book will not teach you data engineering, right? That's truly bizarre for a book that's about the fundamentals. Rather, it's meant to give you foundations so you can start that lifelong learning journey and get into the profession. So learn about people in process, learn the big picture, and then embark on the journey of actually learning the technology and learning the practices to be successful, if that's what you'd like to do. As far as uh, who, who you'd invite on, I would, um, I'm going to recommend Bill Inman. Um, he's, he's working on some really cool stuff with text right now. And, uh, you know, I, I um, he's, he's a very good friend of mine. I'm, I'm always inspired by him. I, I think I, I, I can only hope that when I'm his age, I'll, uh, you know, be contributing a fraction of what he is right now, um, you know, on a daily basis to the, the data world. I, I really feel like he's um, still at the top of his game, which is it's really cool. So I, I, I would be truly honored to, to, to meet him. And I'm, 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 yes, look forward to connecting with you and, and have him on the show for sure. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. And finally, what, what resources do you all follow? Uh, let me see. Uh, lots I'll of stand -up comedians. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Ben Stansel in the data space. I think Ben is awesome, and ben he's very focused awesome. on the fundamentals. Um, I'm going to give you two other names that you're probably familiar with that are not technically in data. Um, one is Kelsey Hightower. I think Kelsey Hightower mostly worries about containers and other technologies, but he's super, super pragmatic. And so I think he has a lot of insights that impact data as well. One of my all-time favorite Kelsey Hightower talks is a talk he gave about AWS Lambda when he worked at Google, which is an Amazon competitor, of course. Yeah. Like I, I always feel like I learned something from his talks about data, even if he's not focused on data. Um, one more name on the FinOps side is Corey Quinn. You guys know who Corey Quinn is probably. So totally focused on cloud cost management, very entertaining. Um, one of my favorite all-time video data YouTube videos is his happy birthday to Larry Ellison video, but be warned, it's not safe for work. So yeah, you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, people I'd, I'd recommend following. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, you know, um, I think, uh, you know, in, in the LinkedIn uh, filter bubble we're all in, I actually, uh, you know, you guys are, are um, two I'd recommend. And I, I think it's awesome. Um, uh, Ethan Aaron, I, I, I like a lot of the stuff he's coming up with these days. Um, you know, there, there, there's, I know, there's, there's a lot of people I, 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 uh, I think of. So, um, yeah, just, just follow, I would say follow all of us and then you'll be exposed Uh for better or for worse to some great data people. So all right, and then finally go get your book. I am I, I damn book, yeah. I, I just I just been opening up just random places and I'm like, oh wow, just even I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. I'm really excited. It's a gold mine. I mean, I hate to, you know, be shameless about our book, but I mean a lot of people have read it at this point. I think it's universally gotten a like a really good uh really good recommendations. I think the only fault of it is like somebody wrote on Reddit uh, and, you know, and it's Reddit, stick it for you worth. But it's like, oh, I already knew all this stuff in the book. So I didn't really get anything out of it. And I was like, that's, that's ah, not a basic ah. admission of how awesome you are, you know, but it's not a knock against the book, right? It didn't make you a worse <laughs> person as a result. So I, I like, I just opened up this right now to this page, 196 on storage. You have a magnetic desk, uh, disc, oh, uh, yeah. right. My, my, my dad started, my dad didn't finish his PhD, went off to IBM in the 1970s and uh, worked on this a lot. His PhD was all applied. So this is so cool. You guys even go into hard disk drives and stuff. So that's awesome. 
All right. Well, next yep. week, as we said, we're going to have uh, Ole Olson. He's the author of the upcoming O'Reilly Data Catalog book. And I will be live with him. I will be, I'm in Europe cool. next week and I'm going to be with him. Uh, that's going to be fun because we're probably going to be 11 p.m. live. Well, we're yeah. here drinking some wine uh, and Tim will be 4 p.m. over here. So it'll be a fun conversation. Uh, with that, uh, thanks as always to our sponsors, Data.World. We get to do this because Data.World supports us, our, the Enterprise Data Catalog. Thank you, Data.World. And thank you, Joe. Thank you, Matt. We, this of course, anytime. Um, and also go follow you, follow your podcast and everything. We love it. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Monday morning data shop. Cool. All Cheers. right. Thanks guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. All right.